Welcome to another powerful word from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church in the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. Open up your Bibles, if you would, to Mark chapter 14. Uh, Tonight, uh, the title of my message is Public Insanity, okay? Public Insanity. So tonight, we're going to be opening up the Bible again. The New Living Translation, Mark 14, verse 1. Now, the setting. Jesus is just before, you know, he's, he's just two days before he's going to be crucified. The things that are happening in Jerusalem are, are you know, monumental because this, you know, uh, this is a place and this is a moment where all of eternity has been focused on. Do you know that no one gets saved except through Jesus Christ, the promise of God, the Son of God? Whether they were in the Old Testament and in faith looked forward to the cross, or that we in a New Testament period in faith look back on the cross. What has to happen in order for a person to, to, uh, to receive salvation is that they have to trust God, turn their life over to God, and God, through the blood of Jesus Christ, by faith we are saved. Okay? By the grace of God, by the trust we have in God, whether it was Abraham looking forward to the promise of God and the ability of God, or whether it was us looking back on the cross. So all of eternity is focused on this moment in Jerusalem. And of course, the devil knows that his days are short. And since the Garden of Eden, the devil has been watching for this man who would be born of a virgin, the seed of a woman, not the seed of a man, the seed of a woman, son of God and son of man, that would bruise his head. He's been looking. He's been watching. He has tried his best to keep it from happening in every way he could. But now Jesus is standing just two days from Passover, this Passover at which he will become the sacrificial lamb. He now uh, is, 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 you know, at the, things are at their heightened spiritual intensity. It is, for all practical purposes, the last days. It's the last days. It's the last days for God that he is going to have to contend with the division between him and mankind. I mean, in just a couple of days, the, the, the veil of the temple is going to be torn, and there's going to be made a way for men to enter into the Holy of Holies, into the presence of God, and, and all of eternity is focused on this, and the devil is concerned, and, and the angels are on guard, and, and all of the, you know, it is, it is just such an intense moment it is the last days and in many ways what we see in the last days of Jesus in his ministry on earth parallels what we see in the last days of the church on earth So let's begin reading in verse 1 of Mark 14 and again I'm reading from the New Living Translation it says this It was now two days before the Passover and the festival of unleavened bread. The leading priests and the teachers of religious law 
were still looking for an opportunity to capture Jesus secretly and kill him. <laughs> wow, that just really puts it right out there, doesn't it? I mean, I mean this is Bible. This is, this is, you know, Mark, through his connection with the apostle Peter, giving us what was a firsthand account through Peter of all the things that were going on. And, you know, the leading priest and the teachers of the law. Now, what did these guys teach? They taught the law, the law of Moses, which was basically, the, you know, the, the foundation was the Ten Commandments, which, you know, commandment number six was thou shalt not kill. Okay, thou shalt not murder. But here they are, teachers of the law, people that are supposed to be protecting and preserving the law and teaching people how to live and what to do and protect them, taking care of them and leading them to a better life and leading them to being pleasing to God. Here they are themselves plotting and planning. And, you know, the Bible says they were still looking. <laughs> Can you see that? They were still looking. They had been looking, you know, for so many years now. They had been looking for a chance. The devil had been looking for a chance. And, you know, uh, when, when those little babies were, were, were killed in Bethlehem, you know, uh, by Herod, uh, they, they were looking for a way to put an end to this Jesus, to this king, to this, to this Messiah, to this one who claims sovereignty over the souls of mankind. They were still looking for an opportunity. Not any opportunity. They were looking for a a secret opportunity they were looking for a way that this could be done in secret in cover of darkness behind the scenes they were looking for a way that they could have their will done which by the way was not the will of God they had murderous intent and they were still they had been and they were still looking for a way that they could find a, a hiding place a secret opportunity in which to capture that's what the Bible says they wanted to capture this concept of being captured, of course, we can understand it as arrest. To be, they, they wanted to arrest Jesus, but it's, it's more than just arrest him. It means to contain him. It means somehow we want to get him and, and, and contain him. We don't want him spreading this good news. We don't want him spreading this, this, this you know, hope. We don't want him spreading hope to anyone. Do you know that there are nations right now that you and I, through our giving and through our missions, we reach into? There are nations today on planet Earth that will not allow a witness for Christ in their nation. It's against the law. You want to know why? Because it gives people hope. It gives people hope that something new could happen to their lives. They don't have to stay in the caste that they were born into they could do something new and their nation the leaders of their nation do not want them to have hope because people with hope cannot be controlled people with hope cannot be contained people with hope cannot be pushed down people with hope cannot be held down they cannot be captured people with hope you know even if you put them in a dungeon yet the light will shine in their heart and everybody in the prison is going to get changed because they're in there that's what happened in act 16 people with hope and that's what here the the, the chief priests the leading priests and the teachers of the law they did not want this hope spreading so they were looking for an opportunity they were still looking for a way that they could under the cover of darkness you know in in an alley somewhere without someone knowing without someone noticing uh, they were looking for a way that they could capture they could uh, you know gain control is what it also means some way to gain control over Jesus they wanted to control him 
They wanted him to, to represent them. They did not want him to be, you know, the voice of God. They wanted him to join the Pharisees, join the Sadducees, join the you know, join us. They tried to gain control. They, they, they wanted, uh, the word capture means to become master of. They wanted to be the master of Jesus. They did not want to submit to him as Lord. They wanted to be the master. Now, before you go thinking how bad these people are, this is the same thing that Jesus wrestles with the souls and the minds of mankind every day. Even those who are born again, who's going to be the Lord of your life? Who's going to have the right to tell you, yes, no, go, stay, do, don't, right, wrong? It's a struggle that goes on in the lives of men and women every day, constantly. It was going on, however, here in this attempt. They wanted to restrain Jesus because he was a threat to them, a threat to their, to their job security, a threat to their power base. You know, because if you believed Jesus, you might stop believing them. If you believed in a better tomorrow, if you actually believed that things were better than they were saying they were, you might not you know, be able to be controlled. It's horrible to be a people without hope. It's horrible to be a, a people group without hope. It's horrible to be in a nation without hope. It's horrible to be you know, in a culture or a custom without hope. But that's where they wanted to keep the people. Because people can be controlled like that. But they only wanted to do it in secret. That means deceitfully. Okay? They only wanted to do it in secret. With, this is a concept of not just secrecy, but of guile. They had evil intent. They were, they, 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 they were filled with, with, with hatred and bitterness. And, and uh, you know, uh, they had an evil hidden agenda, as it were. They did not want to do it in the open. Now, they didn't just want to restrain and contain Jesus. They didn't just want to shut him down. These people wanted to murder him. The way they thought that they would be able to make sure that he didn't get up again, that he didn't just go to prison and become a martyr or something that he didn't they didn't just want to contain him didn't just want to restrain him they didn't just want to arrest him they felt like the only thing they could do in order to control him they wanted him dead they wanted to kill jesus wow now who in the world would want to kill sweet jesus who in the world, who in the world would want to go to, 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 to Bethlehem and kill all the little children under two years old? Who in the world would want to do that? Well, the devil does. But you know, the devil can't do anything unless he can find somebody to work with. Unless he finds somebody that's willing to believe his story, buy his propaganda, and do his work for him. Wow. Who would want to kill Jesus? Well, have you ever read Isaiah 53? You know, we did esteem him stricken, stricken, smitten of God and afflicted, you know, and we hid our faces from him. You know, he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquity, chastised for our peace, you know, uh, uh, and, and by his stripes we were healed. And all we like sheep have gone, I mean, who, who well, the, God prophesied through Isaiah that, that, you know, even the people Jesus came to save wanted him dead. That's who rejected him. 
He was rejected, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. He was rejected and despised and shamed and spit upon and crucified and, and made his, you know, he, he was killed with, 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 with the criminals. And, you know, why? Because of the people he came to, his own people hated him. That's who wanted to kill him. But, you know, Jesus gave us a little insight. In John, the 16th chapter, in verse 2, listen to what he said about you in the last days. They will put you out of their synagogues. Yes, the time is coming that whoever kills you would think that he offers God a service. Jesus said this is you got to watch for this in the last days, is that people are going to be so absolutely messed up in their mind and messed up in their theology and messed up in their, in their ability to discern right and wrong, good and bad, evil, that, that they will call bitter sweet and sweet bitter. They'll call good bad and bad good, and they'll come to the place to wherever, whenever they kick you out of their congregations, they will think that if they kill you, that God would be happier. Everybody be better off with you dead my goodness now this is what Jesus is saying about my future your future and it wasn't just his him that's being rejected he was saying that you and your goodness will one day be rejected all he want who who would want to hurt Jesus all he wants is good all he wants is to love. All he wants, well, how many of you, all you want is to love people and be kind to people, be nice to people. Let me tell you, that is not always acceptable, especially when it comes with the truth. Well, verse 2, okay? Now, remember, it, it, it said here in, in verse 1 that they wanted to capture Jesus secretly and kill him. Uh, verse 2, but not during the Passover celebration. <laughs> now, isn't this interesting? We, we want to kill him. We're still looking for a way to capture him and, and secretly in darkness kill him. We want him dead, but not on Passover, okay? Not during the Passover celebration, and they all agreed. Why? Because, you know, uh, you know because the people might riot, <laughs> Okay, let's look at this for what it is. Let's look at this as the devil finding people that believes his story and not God's story. And the devil lying. God will never lie to people, okay? God might tell you, look, there's a few things in your life you've got to change. The devil will tell you, no, you don't have to change nothing. You know, you are, oh, come on now, do you, boo. Okay. God might tell you what you're doing is wrong. The devil will tell you, no, 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 no. There's nothing wrong. You see, it's your truth. It's your truth. <laughs> no. God says there's one truth. I am the way, the truth, and the light. Okay. Now, God's going to be honest with you. Okay. He's going to love you. The devil's going to hate you. God's going to love you. The devil's going to lie to you. God's going to tell you the truth. The devil's going to condemn your soul to hell and, and give you hell in this life. And God is going to save your soul from hell and bless you in this life. 
But for some reason, the devil's story gets a lot more people to follow him. Okay? And this is what these chief priests, leading priests, and teachers of the law, the scribes and the Pharisees and, 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 and the Sadducees, they were all telling, they, they, they were all looking for a secret place to kill Jesus, even though they were teaching, thou shalt not murder. Yet, you know, once they got out of church, they were saying, okay, how can we murder this guy? You know, and, and uh, here they are, you know, just full of venom, but they agreed, they agreed that we cannot do this in a public setting. We cannot. Why? Because the devil wanted to, listen, this is still the devil speaking through them. Okay, I want you to kill Jesus, but listen, don't do it in public. <laughs> okay? Don't do it in front of anybody. Okay? Especially on Passover celebration, because you know there are a lot of people that happen to like Jesus. He's healed a lot of them, he's helped a lot of them, and I don't, the devil speaking here, I don't want to have a, a, you know, a, a rebellion on my hands. I like, you know, let's just keep fooling him, find a secret place and kill him, kill Messiah, get him off the scene, and I can go ahead with my plan. They agreed, the treacherous people, you know, these treacherous people, they often pay more attention to their popularity. They're sold a bill of goods. Have you, have you heard voices during the last year specifically trying to sell you on the idea that if you don't say the right thing, that it could cost you your reputation, your popularity? Your, that's what... That's exactly what the devil was saying to these chief priests and leaders. Listen, you could lose friends. You could lose position. People could stop coming to your church. People could stop, you know, believing. I mean, you know, they, they, they could cancel you if you're not watchful. That's, that's what the devil, this is the devil speaking through them. We want to kill Jesus. Just got to do it secretly. Because if we do it in public, the people might turn against us. And you know, we want to please the people more than we want to please God. We're more afraid of losing our popularity than we are of losing our salvation. We're more concerned with pleasing the crowd than we are with pleasing our Creator. My, my. You know, this didn't just start happening with COVID. You've got to keep your finger on the pulse of the people or how will you know which policies to support? How will you determine right and wrong? Well, the only way I know to do it is through polls. Hey, that was one of my, uh, one of my titles tonight was uh, poll-driven policies. You know, some people are poll-driven. Some people want to take a poll to find out what they believe. To find out what truth is. To find out whether I'm, I'm supposed to like you or I'm not supposed to like you. I don't know. I'll have to call and ask somebody else. It depends on what the day is. I don't know. Is it Mr. Potato Head, Miss Potato Head, or is it no Potato Head? I don't know. I really need to call somebody and find out because, you know, I don't want to go around, you know, uh, you know uh, 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 come on. Mr. Potato Head's got two plays in my last two sermons. Hey, he's doing good. And he hadn't been in the notes of either one of them. <laughs> By the way, 
The same people who are afraid in this story, in this Bible account, the same people who are afraid of the people rioting are the very people that are going to cause a riot. They just didn't want them rioting in favor of Jesus. They wanted them rioting in favor of him being crucified. So they hired people, the Bible says, people to lie about Jesus, people to go into the crowds later and say, give us Barabbas, we have no king but Caesar, people who would later cry out and scream and entice the crowd with loud voices. There were probably only a few of them that began to chant, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him, and soon the whole crowd was saying, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him, and because the crowd was crying, crucify him, the government under Pontius Pilate said, fine, I don't believe you ought to be crucified, but I don't want to put up with the crowd being upset with me, so great. Okay, go ahead, crucify him. The Lord of glory was sold out for fear of hurting some people's feelings or getting on the wrong side of the riot. Come on now. There's nothing new under the sun. This is good stuff, okay? Listen, you know, this is truth. I'm not making this up. We're just going along through the book of Mark here. These leading priests and these teachers of religious law, they did not fear God. They feared people. The Bible says the fear of man will bring a snare. They did not care to do wrong, they only cared if the wrong cost them too much. Later, you know, as I said, they would cause these people to riot. They didn't care that, the, that, that, that multitudes were helped by Jesus. They didn't care that multitudes had been healed by Jesus. They were just afraid of Jesus. And because they were afraid that they could not contain him, control him, because they could not be his master, because he would not go along with them, that they had to get him off the scene. And so, you know, uh, just like, you know, what happened in, in, in Acts, the 19th chapter at Ephesus. The Bible says that the theater filled up with people who were screaming and rioting caused by one group of people, the silversmiths in Ephesus, because the silversmiths were losing money because so many people were getting saved in Ephesus that, that people were no longer needing all these idols to worship. And so those people who worked in silver, they weren't getting to sell their silver idols in Acts the 19th chapter. And so because of that, they said, Paul is costing us money. And so they began to tell people lies about him. And they lied and lied and lied so that they could drag Paul into that theater in hopes to kill him. But then God intervened. But the Bible says with all those thousands of people that poured out of the city to riot against the Apostle Paul, the Bible says most of them did not even know why they were there. That's what a riot looks like. Most of the people, good, wonderful, well-meaning people, 
turned out, you know, for a different reason to see what was going on and got caught up in, in, in all that everybody else was screaming and shouting. And, and you know how that happens. My goodness. You, all, all of a sudden, you know, uh, he's got to be a bad guy. You know, we got to stone him. Yeah, let's get him out. Of, what, he cost you money? What, he's tearing down? What, he's, he's, he's defaming? Uh, what, you know, what, well, you know, crucify him? Yeah, yeah, let's crucify oh, He's claiming that he's God? Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, they don't even know why they're there. But it just gains momentum. The leaders, you know, they just didn't want this to happen during Passover. Why? Because they feared they could not control the narrative. They could not control the crowd. So we want it to be done in secret behind the scenes. Well, God had a different plan. You know... It was God's design and God's desire that the things that these treacherous people were going to do on behalf of the devil, to divide and to destroy, it was God's design that they, what they were going to do to Jesus would not be done in secret, but was going to be done publicly. Now, I find this very interesting. In studying this this week, I realized that that uh, God wanted this done during the Passover celebration, but He did not want it done in darkness. He did not want it done behind the scenes. He did not want it done in secret. God wanted this to be done in public. All of this insanity, God wanted it to be seen in public. It will be the same, the Bible tells us, in the book of Revelation, the 11th chapter, beginning at verse 3 and reading all the way through. The Bible tells us that in the end days, there will come two witnesses standing in Jerusalem and prophesying. They will be given great power so that the Antichrist cannot harm them and they cannot be stopped up until a point. And then at one point... They will be killed, but they will be killed in public. The Bible says the whole world basically will be watching. And they will lay, their bodies, dead bodies will lay in the streets of Jerusalem for three and a half days. And then the Bible says that the Spirit of God will enter into them and they will be resurrected and raised up in the sight of everybody. You see, what God wants to do in the last days, the same thing He did in the last days of Jesus. God wants insanity, these insane things that are perpetrated by the devil, that are demonically inspired. God refuses to allow them to be done in darkness, but they must be done in public, hoping that some of us will see this public insanity and that we will come to a sane realization that evil is present around us and we had better get with the program and we had better get, you know, get with God's story and not the devil's story. This public insanity is crazy. God is basically saying, you know, you know, these people have no fear of God at all, okay? And they have no shame before men. 
How in the world could you hire someone to lie against Jesus and all the good things that he did and lie about him and lie about him and lie about him and end up with him being crucified on the cross after having been beaten with 39 stripes, flesh torn from his body, made to carry his own cross as far as he could and then be nailed and lifted up as, as, as some sinner, as some criminal whenever he is the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the suffering Messiah. How could that happen? It is insanity, but God would not let it be done in darkness. And neither will he let his church suffer in darkness. What the world does, what God said, let me paraphrase, I'm not going to allow you to do something this terrible in private. If you do it, it's going to be in front of the whole world. And would you believe it? Those silly people said, okay, fine, fine. You know, they foaming at the mouth to get, you know, to, to get the will. I mean, you know, the, the devil's putting pressure on them, and they're so addicted to evil that they're foaming at the mouth to do evil. So even if you're shining a light on them, oh, I'm sorry, but I got to steal it. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, but I got I, I to blaspheme God. I'm sorry, but I got to say that, that, that you know, uh, you know uh, like, like one, one medical professional this past week said that when a baby is born, Outside of the womb, a viable living child that if the mother at that moment says that it is not best for that child to live because it would be a hardship on her, because it would you know, uh, somehow tax her, that, the, that this doctor said that, that therefore that should be an abortion, a legal abortion to kill that child at that point. He said that in public. Public insanity. The devil, nothing less than the devil, the devil's words through a person who is willing, uh, so foaming at the mouth because of a possessed demonology, that they would actually give voice to something that insane in a public forum. Can you imagine that? We should have our eyes open here. This is God showing us that the devil has no new tricks, that what he has done in the past and what we will see will be done in the last days on earth are being done in our day. We should see that this battle for the souls of men is, is, is actually being waged all around us. We should take this seriously. Those silly people could not contain their evil hearts. They went ahead and killed Jesus in spite of their own counsel to themselves, in spite of their own agreement among themselves. They could not contain themselves. This was public insanity. It is the beast unleashed. The same devil. And by the way, if you read verses 10 and 11, whenever Judas went to these leaders the bible says they were delighted <laughs> they were just so happy oh, we get to kill jesus we get to kill jesus so happy you know not even thinking they're going against the law they're teaching and judas was excited to get money for it it's all about money okay uh, the promise of money well this brings me to my takeaways really quickly number one uh, this, this has led me to want to check my agenda. 
I, need to, I, I really need to step back, and I'm going to take a few days and check my agenda. What is it that I am trying to accomplish here? I'm going to check my agenda. I want to make sure that I actually have a goal that is worth, you know, my life and my eternity. Now, number two, I'm going to challenge my motivations. I don't want to be motivated by money or by, by popularity or by, you know, by, by, you know, safety, security, by, you know, some promise of something. I, 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 you know, that's, what, what good will that do? Anyone. What is my motivation? I'm going to challenge my motivation. And then, number three, I'm going to change uh, where needed because there must be some things inside of me that I need to change. No doubt there is. Okay? But I need to check my agenda. Why do I do what I do? You know, what is it I'm hoping to accomplish? Uh, and then challenge my motivations. Why? Why? Why would I speak up or why would I shut up? And then I need to change where I need to change. Thanks again for joining us for another dynamic message from Pastor Ron Hammonds. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.